It's Wednesday, uh, November 1st. Sorry, I had to think for a second because we're now recording this the night before the next day. We heard the boo birds. We heard the complaints, the requests. People want earlier episodes. Well, guess what? When I lose my job, now we get earlier episodes. <laughs> so here, here we are, folks. It's Halloween night. Cart and I are both uh, off a little family fun on Halloween night. And I also realized when we record at night, that could mean very different energy than when we record in the morning. I am convinced that Carter is under the influence of something right now. He claims he's not, but I want I want you at home to judge for yourself. I can promise you on this evening, I did not have any adult beverages or have any other influences that could influence me right now. Uh, I do have more energy. I will say that because I feel like sometimes when we do the morning, I'm definitely a little like, eh, you know, I'm having my coffee. I'm fresh off a shower, maybe. Uh, but I also just realized now that I'm doing this, is it does this mean like no bit anymore? No breakfast bit? <laughs> I was about to ask, did you bring a bit to the nighttime version of this? Is that okay if I do? Do you have one prepared? <laughs> I'm glad you asked, Gregory, because I do, my boy. I definitely do. And what I have here, this is called a magnesium mocktail. Now, what it entails is magnesium and club soda, and it's supposed to help you with your sleep. And also help you with bone health as well. So I like to have one of these a couple of days a week. And I also, because this is kind of around my dinner time, but I didn't want to have a full meal before we recorded. <laughs> I made a little microwave pizza right here just to hold me over because I have some leftover cacho de pepe that I'm going to warm up after we record. Hold on. <laughs> First of all, what is cacho de pepe? <laughs> it's pasta. Cacho de pepe? Yeah, Cacho de Pepe. That sounds like a backup stretch four on like <laughs> Nebraska or something. It's, del- uh, it's, it's, it's delicious. Okay, uh, so much to unpack here. First of all, I don't believe for a second that that's a mocktail. I promise you it is. Paloma, creator himself, is drinking a mocktail at 9.04 p.m. on Halloween. Because it's my night-night cocktail, my it's night-night my- mocktail. My night night. <laughs> okay. All right. Two, you said this is pretty close to my dinner time. It's nine o'clock Eastern. You eat dinner at 9 p.m. Eastern? Yeah, usually. I have so many questions about like your schedule as a human. I I don't you, know what you, you want. Do you want a really quick rundown on my eating schedule? Sure. Very quickly. Okay, uh, yeah, what we need is more of Carter Elliott's meal schedules. Uh, I, I, I don't I, no breakfast, ridiculous. So breakfast is my favorite food. I don't necessarily eat breakfast. I'll have coffee and like a protein bar probably, I don't know, sometime in the morning, maybe at noon. Who really knows? I'll have my lunch around three and then I'll have my dinner at uh, right around nine. Okay, dinner at nine is crazy. I had no problem with the rest of it. But uh, more importantly, I'm just playing your game right now. Like, you have me on an island right now, like, doing high-low post shit. Like, I'm playing your style game right now. That's not good. We're talking breakfast and lunch and dinner, all three, ten minutes into this show, while you eat pizza before you make cacho de pepe. This is horrendous. 
Uh, let's. We have to get to the show for the sake of time because in an hour we are going to record with the lovely Joe Jackson, who has been getting a lot of love on his film breakdowns on Twitter. He asked us to uh, record a fun little Big Ten thing with him tonight. So that's why we're recording this beforehand. We'll try to keep this moving. Uh, it, it, last thing, just be honest because we're an honest podcast. We've had yeah. a lot of drama today. We've had a lot of, you know, in the weeds. I don't necessarily like getting my hands dirty. We had to do that a little bit today. Just be honest with me. You're not 100% sober right now. You're not. I, no, I, you're not. On the sleeper's crest, I am 100% sober right now. Your energy switch up is crazy then. I want the people in the Discord to listen to this to tell me if they agree with me. Because I think people will be on my side that you are lying to the camera right now. I promise I'm not. Okay. I'm going to hit you up after. And if you duped everybody, including me right now, I'm going to be impressed. Okay. Uh, hey, okay. Before we do the episode, though, we have some, uh, I, I think this is fair news to share. We got to send this out and try to get people there. We are going to be in the Bleacher Report app. Uh, this is the first of hopefully many announcements this year of random things the sleepers are doing. Uh, but this is Wednesday when you're hearing this is the day that we will be in the app. Uh, we are going to have a show live in the Bleacher Report app where we do our top 10 teams in the country. This is going to be a 30-minute stream. This is at 5 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. So if you are a listener, a supporter of this show uh, both one, because you should want to support us, but two, in light of recent events, we could really use more projects with Bleacher Report. Uh, I could really use more projects with Bleacher Report. So it's lovely. This is a paid gig for us. And uh, we're hoping this becomes the first of many potential times that we could stream and do content for Bleacher Report. They were flying everybody all over the country to do uh, on-site content and NCAA tournament stuff. Robbie Hummel was in some beautiful red room with this big couch and the backdrop of the Final Four. Uh, we want to be Robbie Hummel is the point, and we will bring a part of Mackey if we get the opportunity. But the point is, uh, please get the Bleacher Report app, get in there, listen to our room live. It is a live room. We're supposed to engage with the chat, and uh, I think our success will be very much dependent on how many people join, how many people comment in the middle of that room. So yeah. join. If you like us, join it. Yeah, even if you don't like us, I know there's a lot of people that comment on our videos and want to let us have it. Pop right into the room and get right in those comments because, you know, that's the quickest way to get to us. And we had a lot of fun last year doing it during the Final Four, watching the first couple of days. I think that kind of spurned and led us to this opportunity. So we're looking to kill it. I think it'll be a lot of fun. So I, I encourage everybody to join. I promise you, you will enjoy it. I will be open to criticism if you don't enjoy it, but I would bet any money that you would. So make sure you're there, 5 o'clock Eastern time, on the Bleacher Report app. Come watch Sleepers. How crazy is that? You can come watch Sleepers on the Bleacher Report app streaming live. I see Micah Parsons and Travis Hunter streaming live on that. The Sleepers will be there streaming. Let that sink in. I just realized that I'm kind of like Mike Wazowski-ish, and you're definitely Sully-ish. I mean, I, I don't know whether that's more racist or more sizes, but I'm going to figure it out by the end of this episode. I wouldn't call it racist in any way. Sizest, probably, definitely. But okay. uh, all right, let's, let's get to the episode. Man, I'm regretting the decision to do these at night. Uh, <laughs> what's your comment of the day? Okay, here's mine. Uh, this comes from Ed Horton. You have to be kidding me. Lots of guys are going to be getting minutes in the upcoming games. The freshmen needed to see how to finish against a good team. Illinois is going to be deep. 
Self also played his top guys heavily. Dane was getting killed by Dickinson, who will hurt lots of people. Self coming back to Champagne for the first time, it was a big deal. Both coaches wanted to win. To assume playing time in this game will be indicative of ongoing problems is nuts. I I really question whether people actually listen to what we say and watch what we say. And I'm not trying to gaslight people because I, I think that's what some people actually think. But, you know, we have a 20 to 30 minute segment. There's a lot of different things that are said during that segment, both good and some speculative things. Why do we brush over the good things that we say to just go to the speculative things that we say? It's not like we're guaranteeing it's going to happen. All we're saying is that the usually human nature for most basketball players is when they're not getting minutes, they're not happy. Like that's, and yes, it is a part of the game, but, and yes, all coaches can't cater to all players. But what I'm saying is that players are human. Like they don't, they don't care necessarily that it's a big game against Bill Self on the comeback. They want to be part of that. They want to be part of that win and be contributing to that win. So if they don't feel a part of that and they don't get minutes, they're going to feel some type of way. Now it's, it's obvious with every college basketball team and every college basketball coach, not everyone can play. That's part of the game. That's why you compete. That's why you do everything. That's why coaches have tough decisions to make. All we were pointing out is that typically when players don't get minutes, they're not happy. You can get over that. You can move past that. That's just kind of a fact. I, I didn't think that was really up for argument. No. Um, if we were setting out to quote unquote gaslight Illinois and Illinois fans, we would be a lot better at it <laughs> than we are. I think like like people are trying to like pick holes like, oh, you're gaslighting, but here's the problem. Uh, that's because we're not gaslighting. It's just our opinions based on what we're seeing. We've been way too muddy with Illinois, man. I want to take it light on that because I, I truly, truly, from the bottom of my heart, like that team and like this fan base as a whole. Like I got added into a group chat on Twitter tonight with like 47 people in it, and it was just like, hey, engagement baiter. Like – Andre Corbello had mental health issues. What do you say about that? Like, I'm just leaving this chat. Like, I don't mean to make light of any of this stuff, but like we can talk about it and how it affected Illinois basketball and maybe missteps along the way that led to some of these results. It's a real thing. It's it's a dialogue and it, you're supposed to disagree. That's the thing. Like we're, we don't want to be a show that everyone just agrees with what we say. We don't want that. We don't want to come on here and disagree just for the sake of disagreeing. I can say truly, I've never intended to do that. I've never intentionally sat right here in this chair on this microphone and said something intentionally to disagree with people. I've never done that. Uh, I never will do that. But we encourage different opinions. That's the point of the show. And I think we're damn good at it. And uh, I don't know. Somewhere along the way, it just got lost. I don't think we have this issue with other fan bases right now. But with Illinois, we definitely do where they're just not okay with disagreeing with us. And yeah. uh, everybody else is. It's really strange. Yeah. And uh, the last thing we're saying, before we move on, because I don't want to spend all this time on it. And I truly mean this. We're not, we never ever like set out to antagonize a fan base. I got way too, like, I got a, I got a full-time job and I got a wife and I got a dog and I got all this stuff going on. And I'm trying to make sleepers this big thing and make it, you know, go to the moon, whatever phrase you want to use. I don't like, I don't have time to antagonize fan bases. Like, I don't, I don't think I even had the power to antagonize fan bases at all. And if I did, I wouldn't do it because it's not like something that, gives me a chuckle or gets me going, I guess. That's not just how I'm wired. So 
I just, uh, you know, I we have our opinions on Illinois. If you disagree with us, I that's completely fine. I don't expect everybody to agree with us. Um, and I feel like we can just call it an agree to disagree moment. And also just maybe at the same time, pick out that we are saying some things about Illinois fan bases and Illinois basketball team that might be coming from a different point of view. And maybe it's good, maybe it's bad, but it's a different point of view. So that's, that's the last I'll say on that. Uh, that I got a full time job. Cut me deep right now. I'm not sorry. Lie. My bad. Sorry. Not gonna lie. It's okay. Sorry, that's on me. <laughs> Cut me leave. I uh, I told my parents about what happened by the way when I dropped my daughter off this morning. Just like sat and had coffee and chatted with them. They were supportive as always. But I realized uh, in the process of discussing this through with them, I very much lean on comedy in the sake of tragedy. Like I, I have never realized that about myself. So uh, there's going to be some very pointed jokes for me about the fact that I'm an unemployed idiot for the next couple of weeks. All right. Uh, let's move on. Whoo. Deep breaths. Whoo. Uh, to the discord where we actually don't have that many comments right now, because again, doing this at night. So people probably haven't had enough time to get. The we, we, we also probably need to make it known to the discord that we're recording at night. So I don't know what they know. Yeah, I wanted to surprise them a little bit, though. I like okay. that. I like okay. that energy. Because um, right. think of how – I think people are going to be happy when they wake up tomorrow morning yeah. and realize it's just in their inbox. That yeah, makes – it hit. warms my heart. Uh, we only have a few comments. I think we had one we missed from yesterday, though, so I'm going to jump back to it. Trent Frazier is GOAT starts us off saying sorry for all the comments today. Don't you ever – ever apologize for comments again in the discord Trent Frazier you paid to be here and we love that you're here you can hit us with a hundred comments if you want to he says FYI I haven't even listened to today's show yet but instead of harping on Illinois and Ty Rogers shooting can we just do hashtag not a shooting team like your hashtag not a math pod and be okay with it is it okay for Illinois to just say we're not a shooting team that's okay we're still going to be a good team uh, yeah, but at the same time, what I want to say to that is what does one consider a shooting team? Because for me, if Illinois shoots, let's say, 34% as a team, as a collective, and maybe has a guy or two that's flirting with high 30s by themselves, like that, I think that's completely fine with the pieces that they have. And I believe in a lot of guys that are shooters on the team. I believe in Shannon. I believe in Damask. I might be in the minority here, but I still believe in Goody as a shooter. I believe in Coleman when he's taking good shots as a, you know, a shooter. Don't take that term as a sniper. But I'm saying, like, I think that as a team, they can shoot around 34%, and that's completely fine. That'll be good enough to be a good team and win basketball games. They don't have to be like, uh, let's just go to last year, Michigan State. Michigan State shot 40% as a team last year from three, like one of the best in the country at 40%. But being at 34 is not bad. That means teams got to get out on you and close out, and you can win games by hitting threes. You just don't want to be a team that's shooting like 30% as a, t- as a team from three. That's a non-shooting team. But I believe this Illinois team can shoot somewhere around 34% as a team for three. Yeah, what I will say is I am getting less and less worried about it the more I see with this because they're clearly not intending to play a real center. And I think a big part of my concerns with Illinois shooting was that I thought they would have Dane on the floor for most of the game. And when Dane's not on the floor, I thought they would have Hansberry on the floor. Well, it turns out those guys played 12 combined minutes and you just beat the number one team in the country. 
So, uh, yeah, you remove those guys, and I'm not saying you should. I, I think Dane deserves minutes. But if you remove those guys, you don't really have a shooting problem. Coleman at the five is a good enough shooter. Uh, clearly, he shot the ball great in this game. Terrence Shannon, when he's hot, great shooter. Marcus Damask, shooting threat. Quincy Garrier, shooting threat. Luke Goody off the bench. Uh, people tell me he's a shooting threat, so I'm willing to accept that he's a shooting threat. I'd like to see the shots go in to confirm that he's a shooting threat, but I'm willing to call him a shooting threat. That means the only guy on the floor that's not a shooter is Ty Rogers. You can live with that 100%. My issues with Ty were if you were going to play him with other non-shooters, and it doesn't look like Brad intends to do that. So credit to Brad, credit to the team. I think it can work. In the process of thinking of this, I have a quick question for you. Who's like the worst shooting player that you would consider a guy you're okay to like be a shooter for i have a very clear one from my michigan teams can you can you can you rephrase that again i'm, I'm actually yeah, like who who people say like oh he's not a shooter right like with me with aj hogar i'm like he's not a shooter and you're like well is he kind of a shooter now like he's not a shooter but i'm okay with him shooting is how i feel about aj who's the worst player that you would define as like a guy you're okay with shooting like who's the worst shooter you're okay with shooting oh can you go first? Charles Matthews is mine. Like Charles Matthews was objectively not a shooter, not a good shooter. But if he caught the ball on the wing, I wanted him to shoot it. And I was confident it would go in. I don't know why I could never justify it. Do you have a guy like that or no? I, I, I honestly, I'm blanking right now. when it comes to mind, why do I want to say Cormac? Christie? Yeah. He was a great shooter, man. Was he? <laughs> It didn't go in, but like, yeah, okay. it's a, oh, yeah, it's a great shooter. Yeah, it's a horrible example. All right, my little question went nowhere. Let's go back to other people's questions. That's going. I'm along. sorry, I didn't give you a better answer on that. My I am not. I'm just not going to believe that you're not under the influence of something tonight. Fam says, "Do you think it was a better idea for Dusty to go get a job this past off season or try and solidify himself, doubling up two consecutive solid years? Bonus. Where do you think he goes this upcoming off season?" So for me, I think a lot of it depended on the openings. So like it makes sense for him to try to go again because I think certain jobs might open. I mean, actually, as of right now, I believe the Field 68 is doing a hot seat segment uh, that I'm not exactly watching at this current moment, but I might pop in to see it. But like there could be some coaches that are out of jobs after this season, some pretty big jobs, too. So. I just think more so with the coaching cycle, I believe is a term that most people use. Maybe you want to wait a year. So that kind of contributed to his reason why he might want to run it back with FAU on top of getting everybody back from his team, which I certainly think helped his decision a little bit. Yeah, I uh, like I said, I, I fear for Dusty that he could have a good year this year. That's not a great year and his stock still gets hurt a little bit. Um, I also think, I don't know the best way to phrase this, but I think there's going to be like a job bubble here where Jerome Tang, if he wants to leave Kansas State, I think will get hired by anybody before anybody. Do you agree with me on that? Like, I th I think there is some bigger names than Dusty May that if, God forbid, Kentucky came open or Kansas came open, I think those guys would get a call before Dusty Maywood. And if they don't come open, then you just go down the ladder and better jobs will come, right? Like, I guess I don't know what the job would have been, but I fear for Dusty that he didn't jump and he's going to get beat out by other guys if they're not great this year. 
Yeah, I I will say this, and this is not a slight at Dusty at all. He would be a really good hire in this coaching cycle. He would not be the star hire. He yeah. might have been the star last cycle. He might not have got the job, or he might not have had the. I'm, I I can't think off the top of my head what jobs were actually open this past, like who were the first year guys. Um, but you know, maybe maybe like a he probably wants a bigger job than like a Penn State. But what I'm saying is that. Like you mentioned, if he's up against like a Jerome Tang or let's say a Randy Bennett wants to move on, like that bumps Dusty May to like the third coach that people want to hire. Like let they me, miss out. Let me the first throw two. some jobs at you. Let me throw some jobs I think will be open in the next five years. Mm-hmm. Villanova. Yep. Louisville. Yeah, that might be in the next month. North Carolina. Ooh. Florida. I think all four of those jobs are open at some point in the next five years. And I think Dusty May ends up at one of them. Well, Florida Atlantic to Florida would just be the narrative to like the storyline. Uh, Smooth. But can I ask you though, mm-hmm. why is that Florida job open? Do I have to say it really? I, I just want to know if is it because golden got hired somewhere else for having a really good year or is it because golden didn't have a good year and he's out, he's out of there. It's one of those two. Sure. Uh, okay. All right. It's, it's one of those two for sure. Uh, yeah, I, if I had to call my shot on this, I think Dusty may coaches at Louisville next season. Call my shot. Yeah. Hmm. Call call my shot. Now, again, that's a big enough job that like, does Louisville call Jerome Tang? If they do, I think Jerome Tang takes it and I think they would prefer him over Dusty, but, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe Jerome wants to stay at Kansas state a little longer. He's waiting out something different. Guy, sleepers guy, great appearance yesterday. Guy says, I don't have that deep of a voice. Those were the first words I had said all day. Bad case of morning voice. Guy, that's a horrible mistake by you. You need to own that you have this great, sultry, deep voice. Yeah. Like you need to, you need to claim that you got some Morgan Freeman in you. Let that rock. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just lie about it. It's not true. (laughs) There's no downside to that. There's, there's a positive sign to being able to be like, if there's a documentary to be narrated, if you want to, if you want me to describe penguins walking across the Antarctic, like you be that guy, own that. You also, I don't remember where you sent this. If it was in the Discord or somewhere else, you're convinced that guy hoops like he's Jake Lehman, I believe. No, that's G Fed. Oh, G Fed. Sorry. Do you have a comp for guy? Uh, you remember Chris Humphreys? <laughs> yeah. Not Chris Humphreys, Kim Kardashian. No, 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 no. No, what's his name? Humphreys from Florida. Kirk Humphreys. Yeah, him. Oh, I like that a lot. I loved Kirk Humphreys. He was one yeah. of my favorite players ever. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think he's Kirk Humphreys. Is that his name? <laughs> I thought it was Chris. No, it's not Chris. It's not? Uh, I, I, hold on. I'm pretty sure it's Kirk Humphreys. Are you, Why does you're Humphreys? Thinking of, you're thinking of Kirk Heinrich. No. No, I'm not. Uh, it's well, What the heck is this guy's name? People are going to listen to this and kill us for not knowing this. Lee Humphrey. Lee, yeah, yes. God dang, man. I knew that didn't feel right. Lee Humphrey, uh, number 12. One of my favorite reasons. Yep. One of the reasons I wear number 12. That's my lucky number. And, uh, nice guy. Love that team. I like that comp a lot for the record. Moving on. Uh, again, 
clearly under the influence. The fact that you just called Lee Humphrey Kirk Humphreys. Tristan Freeman says, Guy's debut reminded me of Quentin Grimes' debut against Michigan State as a freshman at Kansas. The question is, will Guy be a star for sleepers or will he have to transfer to another media company after the year? Hashtag busting brackets, preparing a bag. Hashtag I'm not jealous. Hashtag my lists are better. Hashtag I hope this isn't foot fungus. What's the last one mean? I don't know. I, I'm going to skate by that one. Uh, I mean, he's coming at you here, clearly. Quentin Grimes, Michigan State. Yeah, well, I, I just appreciate that I didn't have to click on the next slide to get that whole comment. You've hit that joke twice today now. I expect better from you than that. You're usually more original than that. Which did, again, I hit that this, did I hit that this morning? Again, a sign you're under the influence, man. <laughs> just, I'm, not, I'm not. You're not touching the allegations. You're on like your C-plus game right now. Hey, we just got a live comment, by the way, in the middle of this. Uh, this is, a, I guess, a benefit of doing the nighttime episode. Frisbee31 said, where do you guys stand on fouls? A, zero. Fouls are flaws in your game. B, one to two. If you don't have that, you aren't playing hard enough. C, three to four, got a bump in the paint, no easy buckets. I think I've heard Greg in favor of six for the foul out rule. Is it to prevent stuff like Edie sitting halfway into the first half because he's got two on him? Also, any foul-related moments, memories from both of your coaching playing experience? I'm sure you have a foul-related moment from your playing experience. I mean, I definitely got a couple. I'll, I'll talk about this one because this was one of the most – this was one of the technicals that – I had to hear about and run for for the rest of the year. The first game of conference play against Trine, I get absolutely mauled at on on a layup. Like I think they tried to intentionally foul so I wouldn't like get the ball up for a layup. Absolutely mobbed me. No call and the halftime buzzer blows and as the refs are like walking to the tunnel, I just lock eyes with them and I stare them down clear as day, just following them all the way from like the other baseline, all the way to the tunnel. Coach May, my coach comes and grabs me by my Jersey, rips me away. And in front of the whole crowd, cause it was a first conference game, first crowd. And he's just letting me have it. Just like, like you mother, this, like using every cuss word in the book in front of everybody. So, like, I'm just like, God damn, Coach, like, in front of everybody? Like, that's going to do this? Popped in the next day in the training room and just goes, hey, me and you are good, right? No, we're not good. What, what, what do you mean we're good? We're not good. You just embarrassed me in front of the whole school. And that was that's just one that sticks out in my head. But I'm an advocate for six fouls because I, I, hate, I hate the auto bench at two. Like, it's just, it ruins the game. I don't like making a game about stripes, and I want to see the best players on the floor. So give me six fouls. That was the most passion I've ever heard in your voice in anything you've said on this show. Like, you were so pained in your face. The look in your eyes when you said, I don't want to make the game about strike. Well, because because people think I'm joking, but dead ass. There's not a person in my (laughs) life that I hate more than a referee. I have cut off my friends because they have family members that are referees. I haven't been to a... True. I swear not- to God, I have not been to a Foot Locker <laughs> since 2016 because I don't even want to look at the stripes. I hate all stripes. All my homies hate referees. Who have you cut off in your life because their family's a ref? My cousin's girlfriend. That's not true. I will send you a Facebook picture of her, and okay. she refs she refs CYO games on Livonia. 
She's the ops. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm a proponent of six just because uh, I want the best players to be able to play. It's as simple as that. I don't think six uh, greatly dramatically changes the importance of a foul necessarily. Like I, I don't think you're going to see players foul more because they can get to six. I think they would just play the game exactly like they are, and we would have less good players out of the game in crunch time. Um, I don't have anything great. My coaching experience at uh, the high school I coached at, we were in a lot of really tough situations, just personnel wise, either like the JV teams I coached would have six available players or, I mean, with varsity, just the demographic of the kids at the school was really tough academically, really tough in a lot of ways. Um, so we had a horrible reputation, like no matter where we played in conference, out of conference, like our school just the refs hated us walking into the gym, uh, right or wrong. There was a lot of stuff that we were trying to write kind of narratively with that, that we never got fully over the hump with. But because of that, as a coach, I honestly couldn't really do much. I couldn't coach the way I want to, like, I would have loved to walk into the gym and kind of like pull power moves and play mind games with officials and have a moment where I cuss them out and shit like that. I can't do that. I would have been immediately receiving a T and we would have forfeited the game because I barely ever had an assistant coach with me. So it was much more like I need to be a player's coach, need to player manage, need to be buddy, buddy with the officials to get them to look me in the eyes and shake my hand and give me a sympathy call because they feel bad. We have six players in a certain game. It was really tough times. If I went back to coach somewhere else though, would be wildly different. Like I would, I think I would enter games looking for like one tech every three games would be the goal. Yeah. Can I get one more quick tech story? Sure. Quick one. Sorry. No, I, Man, I love I, these stories. We should do a full Carter story hour. It's I had a lot of texts. I led the league in texts all four years I was there and I was proud of it. Damn it. Also not a provable fact. I am convinced you lie about that, but continue. We can look that up for sure There's, on the MIAA or website. There aren't records on that. There's archives on that, probably. I think you know there aren't records on that. Uh, damn, I, you damn skippy, I do. But what <laughs> I want to say, I'm at Kalamazoo. I'm actually having a pretty good game. I think TJ was at this game. Like this is before I was I was boys with TJ. Uh, he might be able to confirm this story for me. I don't know if he was at the game, but I hit a three finally. It's late shot clock. I never shot threes in college. I knew I would get pulled if I shot them. I always wanted to let them let them fly. I was a stretch five that was constricted for no reason. It was absolute malarkey. I hit a three in front of Kalamazoo's bench, and I hit him with these. I hit the, the two threes, and I'm running down the court with the threes at both of my ankles, looking at the Kalamazoo bench and, like, talking a little bit to the assistant coach because I knew him. Uh, and I get a T for it. And my and Coach May, he's like, Elliot, Elliot, act like you've been there. And my stupid self, like, just being the smart ass that I am, I go, I haven't, like, just because I haven't been there. He pulls me, and I don't get it in for the rest of the game. And this was in, like, the second half in a pretty pretty close game. Listen, you've always been honest. You've always been genuine. I can 100% see that. And that's, like, that's true. You hadn't been there before. You never had the green light before. I, was, I thought I was being honest. He's like, <laughs> act like you've been there before. I'm like, bro, I haven't. <laughs> Uh, we really do need a full story hour from your playing career one day. You have some uh, some pretty incredible ones. Also, shot to Z Hearth, because uh, it doesn't get said enough that he gave K Felder 20 when given yeah. the opportunity. Yeah. By the way, what are you eating? Hmm? What are you eating? I just had a last little bit of crust. I just ate it. What? What's next? You show me a plate. Show me a bowl. This is an empty plate. 
You're just eating little pieces of crust? Yeah, I had a little piece of like I like the burnt crust, so I had a little piece of burnt crust and I just ate it. You're just eating a little piece of crust. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I'm gonna catch you before the end. I'm gonna catch you before the end of this episode. Oh man. Thanks to the comments. Join the Discord. The link is in the description. Uh again, my daughter might not eat given given where we're at. So uh, if you could join the Discord, that'd be great. Uh, we need her to grow up big, healthy, and strong, like Uncle Cat, who is certainly big and healthy and sometimes strong. <laughs> Three topics today. Uh, <laughs> did you get any good Halloween candy tonight, by the way? Anything good? Oh, bro, we didn't get one trick-or-treater. I saw the video. Did You You didn't go anywhere or anything, though? Like there wasn't like a little festival or something? I figured there would be on your street. No, I mean, there there maybe was, but we didn't go. It was also cold as hell, too. So, like, I wasn't really trying to be outside. Mm. So, you mean to tell me you have a bowl full of king-size candy bars then? Yeah. Mm. Mm. All right. I'd like a status update on that in the next couple of days. Uh, I had a great time, just for the record. We were a cow family with the in-laws tonight. It was very cold, but uh, I mooed at somebody. There was one other cow. Like, we walked by just one other woman and a cow with her daughter, and I hit her with, like, a just a cold, hard moo. Like, not even with, like, intonation or anything, just to walk by, like, moo. And she was distraught. Did not get a moo back. It was, like, a snarly glare. Really, That's so messed up. Where's the Halloween spirit? I just, I I think it was my tone. Like, I probably should hit more like a moo. But I just, I hit her with a moo. And she just wasn't into it. Anyways, three topics today. Uh, I want to start with our five most dramatic things. We teased this earlier today in our first episode of the day. This is really like a double header. It's kind of crazy. Uh, I, there's some things that could happen in college basketball that for sake of storyline would just be perfect, be flawless. Like players playing their old teams, rivals in some moment. So I want to pick out five. Collectively, you and I, I want to pick out the five most dramatic things that could happen this season that we are rooting for to see happen. So let's go back and forth. I don't know if you prepared five or not. I want to go back and forth. I want you to give me one. I'll give you one. You give me one. I'll give you one. And then the fifth one we got to come up with together. Okay. I'll do that. So my first one and come, I'll give you a little backstory on where this is coming from, because I don't want to just do former players playing their former team. So I feel like that one's easy. So this one is more so of outside of that. I think there's been a lot of chatter as of recently with the commitment of Cooper flag between Duke and UConn fans. As far as like what team has the better culture, what team works harder, what team does what, what team has more trophies, all that. I believe Hurley says some quotes as well about Duke kind of sending shots at them. A Duke UConn championship game, Hurley versus Shire, I think would be uh, have a lot of narratives surrounding it and have a lot of spicy things leading up to it as far as like the media week and all of that. So I would love to see that. I mean, that's incredible. I love that. I didn't think of that. Um, so let's say like, is that a final four game? Like that would probably have to be right. It's like the peak of uh, like those two teams would be so good. They'd probably be playing in the final four. Yeah, I think so. Final or championship game. Final four chance somewhere, somewhere deep into the tournament. Yes. Who wins that game? Hmm. You know what? I personally think that UConn wins that game. Do you think that like. Like, would Cooper Flag be courtside? And if so, like, does Dan Hurley dap him up? 
What does yeah, Dan think, Hurley do with Cooper? Dan Hurley like is up 20 and he's talking about this. He's pointing at Shire. He's like, that's your coach? That's who you're messing with? That's your man's? Hurley really earned my respect this year in the tournament. The more I got to see behind the scenes of the man and up close, like after they won the championship, I think I think it was Rob came and grabbed me. I don't know if I've told the story on the pod or not, but I was sitting like behind the baseline with uh, a couple other people from Field of 68. Rob and Jeff are courtside, of course. And uh, Rob comes running. He just goes, phone, and grabs me. Like I grab my phone, follow this man. The crowd's going nuts. The celebration has started. Rob's a UConn fan, obviously. He walks my ass all the way through the entire baseline, all the way through the entire sideline that is all UConn. It was the two UConn sections. They're going nuts. They've spilled as close as they can. He's high-fiving people. Everybody's like, Doster, Doster, you did it. All this shit. Walks me through. He stops. He sees Andrea Hurley in the stands. He goes up and hugs her. I swear this man, I think he kissed her on the cheek. And then he comes back down. And he's just, the whole time, anytime he walks by me, he just gives me like this little side, little smirk. Walks me all the way through this. I'm thinking he's going to take me like to the court area to be on the court and try to get something. Takes me out, goes through the tunnel on the opposite side. Like we've now walked around 80% of the concourse to get to the opposite side. We go into the tunnel. I'm like, what are we doing? He goes, I just wanted you to see me in this moment. I was like, that is, I had to respect it. It was the most petty thing I've ever seen. Uh, And yes, when we did finally get to Dan Hurley, that man knows how to win. That man is a victory lap extraordinaire. Uh, If God forbid they're in a spot where they beat Duke and Cooper flags watching. Oh, it's going to be generational. I love that pick from you. My pick I alluded to earlier uh, on the show, but it's so good. I have to go back to it. I want R.J. Davis versus Caleb Love. I want North Carolina versus Caleb Love. It shouldn't just be R.J. Davis. Like, the bigger story is probably Armando versus Caleb Love after everything Armando has said this offseason. But to me, it's R.J. versus Caleb because they were like the backcourt that couldn't get it together. And I think they're both killers. And I do think there's a world, even though I am out on North Carolina, uh, I do think there's a world where I'm just wrong on that. And these teams meet in the NCAA tournament at some point. So let's flip it to you now. Again, if that happens, who do you think would win that game? I think UNC would win that game. Okay. I do. I do. Cause I'm thinking of the version of UNC that I'm buying in on. Like I got Cadeau, I got RJ Davis, I got Ingram, Cormac, Armando Baycott. And I'm taking that five against Arizona's best five. I want it known I'm falling completely prey to this. I'm going to feel so stupid about it when the season gets like one month in. I think Caleb Love dog walks every North Carolina guard in a head-to-head game. And lets them know about it. Lets them know about it. It is a big game, dude. That would be be what he does. Same way he did it to Duke. Like, if, if that moment shows up, you can't tell me. If you have to bet on one player in that game, you're not betting on Caleb Love. Can I throw another little wrinkle into this? This game isn't in the championship game. North Carolina had a really bad year, right? Let's say they get in in the playing game and Arizona beats them. Caleb Love ends Coach K's career and ends his former <laughs> coach's career and Hubert gets fired. Oh, my God. If Caleb Love – just the coach killer. It's like the the meme of the – The meme with the with- – with the, with the sword, like, yeah, with that thing. And he goes from Coach K to Hubert. 
Oh my God. That's so good. I need that to happen. That's incredible. Um, That'd be great. I, actually, I wonder, it's probably more realistic that in the tournament, they would play somebody good with a coach that's going to retire. Like, is there any coach that we know is on the way out that Caleb Love could two piece? <laughs> like, I mean, does, I mean, I don't know. Does like, does coach Cal lose in the first round again to Arizona? Well, if we get to national championship game and Tom Izzo comes out and says, this is my last one. It's Thomas I, versus see, Caleb Love. I hope that Tom is a little bit more like conscious of what Caleb Love can do. And he's like, I'm not going to say it till after. <laughs> That's true. All right. Uh, let's go quick with our other three because we do got to try and wrap this up to be ready for Joe. So uh, give me one more from you. Got you. Uh, so I was going to go Michigan State versus Kansas for the national championship because I feel like it's an obvious one, but I do want to throw this out there as well. Um, not in the championship game, but Hunter gets one more game against Illinois. Everyone thinks that he'll go winless against Illinois. He gets one more that's in the tournament for Illinois to go to the second weekend finally and for Kansas and Hunter to finally beat Illinois. So, like, this is go to the Sweet 16 or something. You think Kansas would win or you just want to see it? I want to see it. I don't know who would win, to be honest with you. Okay. I'll I'll spoil it for you. If that happens, Illinois is winning. They own him. They own him. I'm sorry. It's real. It's not fake. I Like – it was not just a Michigan thing. I said it was. I said it was Daddy Brad. Ha ha. Yeah, all that's true. It's also just a Hunter thing. Illinois owns this man. He could go to Kentucky, Kansas, Duke. I don't care. Combine the rosters and put Hunter Dickinson at center. If he's going up against Terrence Shannon, Brad Underwood, and Illinois, he's losing. <laughs> I don't Can't care do the it. setting. Play it on the moon. Play it in our local YMCA. I don't care. I don't think he can do it. I'm convinced. Like, they just have his number. And it's not honestly just, like, weird voodoo either. Like, Brad knows how to beat him. Brad's a really good coach at adjusting his game plan in different ways. We know that. We've given him credit of that before. And uh, he knows how to beat Hunter. Like, he has the formula. Coaches that coach Hunter don't know how to crack it because Brad has solved that puzzle. So uh, I hope that happens. I would love to – dog, if we got – oh, my God, I'm, I'm envisioning it. Oh, my God, Carter, this is so good. Kansas is a one seed. Illinois is an eight seed in the round of 32. To finally get to a sweet 16, it's Illinois against Hunter. Sign me up. That would yes. be so good. All right. Uh, I'm glad you went with that one. <sighs> I, I'll just take the easy one. It's Hunter Michigan State too. Like, um, if we could just if we could be the selection committee for Kansas this offseason, I would love that because if we got to a point where it was one game where Tom Izzo's one game away from his second title, and the only thing standing in his way is Hunter effing Dickinson. I don't know what would happen to me personally. I'm not concerned about anyone else, but like if I am going to bed with my head on the pillow, kiss my daughter, good night, kiss my wife, kiss my dog. And I know the next day, either Hunter Dickinson or Tom Izzo is going to be a national champion. And it's so possible too. That's it's not very, even stretched. Like that's, that could very easily happen. Very easily. I don't want it. At all. I'm so scared it's going to happen. All right, we need to pick one together. I feel like we need to do one involving our Creighton. Our Creighton? Yeah. What about, like, Marquette versus Texas? Like, Shaka going back to play Texas. I don't think I – nobody dislike enough. nobody dislike Shaka like that. There's no drama but, there. But the only one that I could think – ooh, okay. Creighton, they go on a – their tournament run consists of going through their former players. Ooh. 
Ashworth dog walks Gonzaga. Um, Baylor Shireman dog walks Kansas State, or Mason Miller dog walks Kansas State. Ashworth. Uh, well, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not thinking Ashworth versus Utah State. I'm thinking about like Creighton as a whole playing their former players on their tournament run. Yeah, I love that. I mean, yeah, just see Kaluma, see Nemhard. That would be. That would be fantastic. I'd like that. Yeah, if we could get a, a Creighton Gonzaga like Final Four game or something, would be incredible. Kansas State feels like they won't be that good, but maybe it could happen. I don't know. Yeah. Which one of those out of those five? Which one do you most want to see? If you could only pick one, gun to your head, which one? Ooh, I think it'd be Duke UConn because I think that'd be the best game. Okay. I can't. I, the Illinois Hunter one is so good. That is good. good. That's my pick for sure. They were all good. It's hard to choose. If you could sign me up for Illinois Hunter round of 32, I would pay way more money than I'm happy to admit to see that. <laughs> so, okay, let's move to topic number two. This is going to be a total speed round. I have five things that you don't know about. This is a Big Ten this or that. Okay, five topics. Uh, just five. Pick this or pick that. You tell me which one. 30 seconds on each. Explain why. Who scores more points this year, Boo Booey or Terrence Shannon? Go. I think Boo Booey scores more points because Boo Booey has less around him and he, needs to do, and he needs to do more. What does that look like? How many points does it look like? Yeah, because I believe you have Terrence Shannon as a first-team All-American. Yeah, I think that Boo Booey averages like close to 23 points a game. Oh, wow. Uh, did you hear that Boo went as Boo for Halloween? Yeah, and that's why I bumped it up to 23. It was at 20. So, so incredible. I like that. I think 23 is a little high, but I think Boo can hit 20, and I think TSJ will be more like 18. So I think that's the right number. If this was a bet, like if we could set the market on this, do you think Boo is like minus 140 favorite? Yeah, barely. Barely pick him favorite. Okay. Then, yeah, I would bet Boo. Anything under minus 140, I would bet Boo. Okay. Number two, this or that. You've flip-flopped on this more than any human in the history of this planet. You already know what I'm going to ask you. Who wins this conference? Michigan State or Purdue? Michigan State. Give me why. Who's the starting three for Purdue? Lance Jones. Michigan State. As simple as that. Mm -hmm. Who's the starting center for Michigan State? Madi Sissoko. So when it comes down to it, you're telling me that Jaden Akins is going to take more advantage of Lance Jones than Zach Eadie's going to take a Matty Sissoko? Matty Sissoko? Matty's got, Matty's got some muscles. So does Lance Jones. No, he doesn't. They both shoot the same from three, too. Just kidding. That's that's really disrespectful. Lance, that's so disrespectful. Lance had seven attempts for three. I'm sorry, Purdue fans. It's a joke. It's an entertainment <laughs> podcast, okay? We don't need any more hype trains on us. Uh, this or that. Who scores more points this year? Kalel Ware. Or Malik Renault? Malik Renault. You're wrong on this one, but explain why. He plays more games. Points per game. Points per game? Kalel Ware. Okay. Okay. I, I feel like you're very out on Ware and very in on Renault right now. Is that an accurate read? I just, uh, you know what? I'll say this. I do see more so what people were saying about Renault. I think I was looking at him in a different light. He kind of, at least to me, now don't everyone shoot me down on this one. All I did was watch the first exhibition game. Malik Renault kind of looked like the same player to me. 
But also, Kalel Ware looked like a player that had motor issues and is really good against folding chairs. But he turned it up really late, and you saw what he could do. Uh, but he didn't do that for the whole game in a team he could have physically dominated. So I just, I just, I still have the concerns about motor with him. I, I just, I got to see it on a consistent basis before I can do it. And yes, that's not fair to him because it's only been one exhibition game. But for more, in my eyes, for most part of that exhibition game, I thought he was in cruise control. I think this comes down to if Woodson has the fortitude to actually bench Kloware or not. Uh, I think there will definitely be moments where he is benchable for a variety of reasons. Based on that first scrimmage, Ware played a lot. So I'm kind of thinking he's just going to play a lot. And if Ware just plays a lot, I think he's a way better offensive player than Renault from everything I've seen. Uh, so to me, that's the only way Renault would outscore him this year. I'm still scooping up Kalel Warestock. He's on my fantasy basketball team this year. And uh, even if it doesn't click right away or it's very ugly at times, and Indiana's really bad in the process, I think Ware's going to be individually productive. And at least he has a waiver. <laughs> Two more. <laughs> Who scores more points this year? Bruce Thornton or Doug McDaniel? Doug McDaniel. Talk me through this one. I like. This. I think from what I've seen, there's going to be a lot more of the scoring load that are taken that's taken from guys or is taken on Ohio State. Like I, I think I would sprinkle on plus money that Jameson Battle leads his team in scoring. I would take that too. Uh, now I, I don't know though, because I think Bruce is going to be like 14 a game minimum. Like I think that's a worst case scenario. I just think like, for lack of a better word, I don't think Bruce does anything else. He doesn't really ever pass the ball. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's going to be neck and neck. Honestly, I would bet like plus five hundred that they end up averaging the same amount of points. Mm, okay, I would advise you not to bet that, but maybe plus ten hundred, something like that. Um, you think you think Doug is the move? No, I just I think that's very improbable that it would actually be exact. But uh, I I don't know what to make of this because I would have said Doug before Michigan scrimmage, but now I'm kind of like, well, wait a second. Like, is, is Terrace Reed going to lead this team in scoring? Like, is George Washington? I don't know, dude. Like, the, the story was George Washington in a game that Michigan scored 115 points. Like, I don't know. Uh, I think it's very close. I think both are between 14 and 16 points a game. So, I wouldn't be mad either answer. But I'm glad you gave some love to my boy, Doug. That's my boy, Doug, and I love the man. Final one. I think this is the most fun one for me. This also probably requires a little mental math from you. So, this could be problematic given the fact that you're heavily intoxicated right now. Who plays more minutes this season? Lance Jones or the trio of Miles Colvin plus Brian Waddell plus Cam Heidi? For the record, in the scrimmage, Mm -hmm. Lance Jones played 27 minutes. The other three combined did not match that. I'm picking Lance Jones. Ooh. Because I think there's a world where Miles Colvin redshirts this season. I don't think that will actually happen, but I do think there's a chance he gets a lot of like DNP coaches to sit. Yeah. So in that case, I mean, he's get if he's getting DNPs, it's not a three versus one thing. And mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody says. I get it. It's an exhibition. Call it what you want. The fact that he was out there over guys like Heidi and Waddell's telling to me. I think so. So I, I specifically left Ethan Morton out of this. I specifically left Mason Gillis out of this. I think realistically, if Jones minutes go down 
the minutes go to those two guys instead. Uh, at least out of this group of three, at least one of them is not going to be in the rotation, whether that's Colvin, Hyde, D, or Waddell. Um, based on what we saw night one, I would not be surprised if it's Colvin, which is crazy. But it could be Colvin and Waddell, where this really comes down to just Lance Jones versus Heidi. And if that happens, it's definitely Lance Jones. So yeah. uh, I will, for the record, I can't sell all my Purdue stock yet. So because of that, I'll take the trio here. Um I will say that by the end of the year, you add this up. It's close, but you add up the three, and they are more than Lance Jones. I pray that happens because I think Purdue needs to do that. Also, I reserve the right if Lance Jones just shoots like four for four from three next game. I reserve the right to backtrack everything and say, okay, thank you. All right, fun segment there. Uh, Final segment today. This is the speediest speed round we've ever done. Calling this, can they win a title, yes or no? (laughs) We're going to do... 25, because 50 would be crazy. I wanted to do 50. Uh, We're going to do 25, and you have to give me one sentence on each team. Can they win a title, yes or no? If you and I are on opposite sides of this, we have to convince each other, and then after one sentence, come to an agreement. Otherwise, we have to shut down Sleepers Media. All right. Here goes nothing. Starting, we're taking Ken Palm's top 25. Sorry, Cart. We're we're going off Ken Palm. Number 25. Kansas State, can they win a title, yes or no? Is there any world, is there a 0.1% world where Kansas State could win the title this season, yes or no? I say no. I want to see Tyler Perry, but I'm okay with saying no, I guess. I mean, they you, okay, my one sentence. They had a transcendent point guard last season, basically, and Keontae Johnson, and that got them losing to Florida Atlantic in the Elite Eight. There's no world where it's more Tang than it was Noel because Noel played a lot in college before that and never looked like that yeah. last year. Okay. I, I think you need to meet me on no on this one. I'll meet you on no. That's fair. But I'm I'm res- like, ugh. I want to see it because I think there's a chance Perry could be nasty. Fine with no. Texas A&M, can they win the title, yes or no? No. No. Anything to elaborate on there? I don't one, I don't think they can just based on their team. Two, I don't even know if Julius Marble will be on the team, and he's actually a pretty big party. He's an all SEC candidate member. Yeah, all man, an all conference big man. Could help a lot of teams, Julius Marble. Uh Villanova, can they win a title? Yes or no? No. Sure about that? Yep. Nothing? No elaboration. I want a sentence at least, man. No, because their coach is Kyle Neptune. Okay, fine. I Because of that, I'm willing to accept no. I think there is a world where this roster could potentially do it, as crazy as that sounds, but no is fine. Maryland, is there a world where this team could win a national title, yes or no? Yes, there is, because they have a dominant guard in Jameer Young, and they have other pieces around them. They have older pieces. They have younger pieces. I, I think there is a world where they do win a title. I think there is, too, and I think it's the world is Jameer Young and Harris Smith are without question the best backcourt in the country. Like yep. those two are what a Baylor backcourt normally is. I think mm-hmm. we could see that and I buy it. I like it. Okay. We have one. This feels good. USC. Is there a world where that team wins a national championship this season? I hate this, but I want to say I'll yes. Go. I think I'll, Isaiah... go. I'll, I'll go. Hell yes, there is. It's the same path as Maryland. Isaiah Collier and Boogie Ellis are that good. Yes. Okay. Yes. You, yes. You, USC and Maryland are in. We have two. Number 20, Wisconsin. Is there a world where this team wins a national championship? No. (laughs) No, like AJ Storr, Asijin, Stauskas, Levert, 2013? No, because I don't think we'll ever get to see if those guys actually are those guys because of who their point guard is. You're Tyler Wall's biggest fan. This team's old. 
you will never ever know what this team is because of who their point guard is. What if Bo Ryan's coaching this team? You will never know who this team is because of who their point guard is. Okay, fine. I'll take a no. But if Bo Ryan was coaching this team, my answer would be yes. Illinois, is there a world where Illinois wins a national championship? Can you actually close your eyes and seriously say that you see a world where this team is hoisting the trophy? Yes, I can because Terrence Shannon Jr. could be a first-team All-American and Coleman can be a first-team All-Big Ten guy and they have other role-player guys that can excel in those roles like Damask. I need you to talk me into this, and that was a good pitch. I am so I'm mad that I'm doing this, but I promised I would be honest on this show. A Brad Underwood team can win a national championship in this sport. A a Brad Underwood team can win six games in the postseason, not two, but six in one season. All it takes is one. He, I mean, he's due for a draw. He is due for a draw, but six is different. I think he's due for a draw for like two, not, not due for a draw for six. I mean, okay, what if it's not real six? What if it's not six real games? Like, he's he's beating up on Hampton in the first. Okay. Or so, I don't know. There's a world. Like, there's a world. Fine. I'm fine. I'll I'll give you yes on this. Yes. If you, if you answer this honestly for me, is the day one roster, is every player on the day one roster still on the team if Illinois wins the national championship? No. See, I think if it went good enough for them to win a title, they would be. That would be my flip. Huh. Maybe. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, Brad can do that. Brad can definitely keep all his players, one hundred percent. Kentucky, number eighteen. Is there a world where they win a national title? Yes or no? Yes, if Big Z's eligible. Oh, I like that flip. Um, uh, Big yes, Z, Big yes. Z's eligible. Antonio Reeves, one of the best guards in the country. Yes. Like, yes. yes, yes, yeah. I and Cal Perry, like, like yeah. it or not, Cal Cal's gonna get one more before he's gone. I strongly believe that. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, I'm in on that. More teams can win a title. Is there a world where North Carolina under Hubert Davis wins a national championship with an 18-year-old reclassifying point guard in Armando Baycott, et cetera? Yes. No, there's not. Come on. Yes, there is, because R.J. Davis is special. We can't say every good team could win a national title. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do this exercise. It's not just, is that a good team? I think we I'll already meet you, I'll, meet you, I'll, I'll meet you at no on this one. But it's... <sighs> If Cano is special, I guess it could happen. Harrison Ingram's interviews are really good. The fact that no, the fact that we're buying this off interviews tells me all I need to know. No, North Carolina cannot win a title. Put me on record. Do you agree that it's no? I'll meet you at no on this one. It's no. Texas, can they win a title? Yes or no? <sighs> this hurts oh my, me. It's no. Texas. Yes, they can. Why I can said, Texas? Well, I thought you were going to fight me. You're out on Texas? We both have them in the Final Four. I I didn't know that. I thought you were out on them. We've done the Final Four six times. I've had Texas every time. Oh, my my apologies. I might have got you mixed up with somebody else. Yes. Texas, yes, they can, because Ace Miss. <laughs> Who did you get me mixed up with, man? Honestly, another white guy, probably. <laughs> do, you pod, do you podcast daily with another white guy who's unemployed? No, I think it was more like a, a, a conversation on the Twitter sphere. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yes, Texas can win a title. This exercise sucks. You're drunk. Auburn, can they win a title, yes or no? Yes. Ugh, I don't think so. Talk me into it quickly. Aiden Holloway, Katie Johnson? It feels worse than all the other pairings we talked about, doesn't okay, it? No. no okay, yeah, you're yeah. right, no. Yeah, no. I, think it's a, I think it's a no. Yeah. Arkansas, can they win a title, yes or no? No. I'm going Yes. Why? Must. 
I think I think I think he's new era Izzo. Counter counterpoint. No, Devo Davis. What if Devo's actually kind of good? He was good when they beat Kansas. Devo takes a back. Devo takes a back seat to L. Ellis. I'm in or Khalif Battle. I'm in. I'm in. I'm, I'm in on both of that. Arkansas. Yes, I think. Yes. They can. Yes. Michigan State. Can they win a national title? No. Yes. Just kidding. Yes. Obviously they can. Congrats, Creighton. Can they win a national title? Yes. yes. Our Blue Jays. Uh, yeah, we love them. They're very complete. Marquette. I can't wait for your answer on this. Can they win a national title? No. We don't lie on the show. There's no world. There's a 0.0% chance that Marquette could win a national championship with this roster. Who's their coach? Shaka Smart. Mm-hmm. He's made a Final Four before. Yeah, back in the Obama administration. It wasn't that long ago, man. Yes, it was. I mean, it was. But it wasn't. There's some teams that would kill to have made a Final Four of the Obama administration. Some people go back to Jimmy Carter. All right. Am I wrong? So you're, are you saying yes for Marquette? <laughs> yeah, I am. Yes. I, Kolick and Jones are great. They could be the best in the country. I will say I will meet you at yes, and I will overlook Shaka Smart because of what Kolick and Jones are. What's Kolick? Kolick and Jones form one of the better backcourts in the country. But what's Kolick? Kolick is a really good point guard. Wow. Okay. Yeah, you are definitely under the influence if you're admitting that. Number 10, Alabama. <laughs> Can they win a national title? No, because I think it's too many question marks at the guard. Like, what, like I like Aaron Estrada, but is that going to translate from Hofstra to Bama? And in year two, I'm, I believe in transfer guards and Mark Sears, like making that leap in year two, like either like a Tyson Walker or a Jameer Young. Ooh. But does he actually make that leap? I'm, I'm I'm not convinced for some reason. I really like that argument with uh with Sears. I haven't heard anybody make that. I think it's a compelling point. Could he have a big breakout that nobody sees coming? Nobody's really talking about with him. Um, yeah. I I love that argument. I think obviously they're gonna miss Brandon Miller on the court. Uh, I think they're gonna miss some of the other guys they lost defensively. I think they're gonna miss Noah Clowney and Amari Burnett. Um, I think this team has too many question marks and I don't really buy Grant Nelson. So I'm out on that. What are you about to say? No, I'll, I'll meet you on that. I'm out because I have question marks in the guards. What what are you smiling at? No, nothing. What's the next team? Is, was it the, on the court? No, I was just waiting. What's the next team? I don't get what's going on right now. The next team is Duke. Can they win a national title? Yes or no? Yes. Yeah, they can. They're too talented. They're too talented. Shire, we think Shire's for sure going to get one at some point, right? Yeah, I'm actually, like, in on Shire. I was a little bit, like, reserved about him, but I actually think, like, he's not just, like, the, uh, I don't know, to put it in forms, like, a nepotism-type coach. Like, they just gave it to him because he went to Duke. And I actually think that like, Shire's low-key a killer. I actually think he had to overcome some shit. Like, I think it would have been really easy for someone to step in and do a Neptune where, like, you're taking over for a great and you're just not it. I think Shire has, like, rebuilt this shit his own way already. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's definitely going to get one at some point. He could do it this year. Tennessee, Rick Barnes. Could they win a national championship this year? Yeah, they can. Are you saying that because of how good they were with their backup guards against your team? Yeah. I'm okay with that. I think that's the fair reason outcome too. I'm with it. Okay. Baylor is seventh in the rankings somehow. I'm baffled by this. They're seventh. Can Baylor win a national title this year? No, they can't. I don't think so either. I'm really confused yeah. by it. They just lost to Gonzaga in a scrimmage and uh, 
Ray J. Dennis didn't play. I it's, yeah. like it's so weird. Like the great guard years of Baylor, they were like Lululemon. This this brand, they're they're good, but they're like the Target brand. You know, they're they're the good brand, whatever Target brand. They're good. They're solid. Don't get me wrong. They're good, but they're not Lululemon like a machine type guards that I think people think of when they think of Baylor guards. But so they are tell, good. You're telling me our wives are going to buy a bunch of Baylor stock? Yes. Yeah, Target brand. Uh, Gonzaga. No, sorry, I skipped one. Arizona. Can Caleb Love in Arizona, number six, win a national championship this year? Yes. Oh! Okay, I'm fine to go with yes. I think the answer is no, for the record. Um, I think they can make a deep run. I think by the time they get to the title game, Caleb's going to do the Caleb implosion thing. I, like, if he's that important to them for six games, I think he can go five and a half before going 0 for 11 and a half. Uh, also... hate to say this, love him. Absolutely love him. Not so sure about Tommy Lloyd right now in March. Love him and love him in the season. Did we not, did we not just miss what happened last year? Did we not just miss that? That, that, that gets overlooked a lot. That team was loaded and everybody's just kind of like running it back. And now Caleb loves in the room. Like, ah, that doesn't feel the best to me. I'll say yes. Cause I want it to happen. I like Arizona, but doesn't feel good. Uh, number five, Gonzaga. Can they win a national championship this year? No. Here's my spin zone. I think they could because I think it could be like it kind of feels to me that if Mark Few is actually going to do this, he's going to do it in a year. Nobody sees coming. Okay, I kind of like that. angle, Like the doubt me angle, like they're doubting us, like they're picking St. Mary's over us. Yes, I think that Mark Few is not going to be a guy who wins the title with his best team. But if he if he ever gets one, it'll be a random ass year where, oh, by the way, he has a Nemhard at point guard. Yeah. I like that. And Nolan Hickman, I know you don't feel a certain way about him, but he played really good against Baylor, and Baylor's guards are really good defensively, so I I let that performance carry some weight. Yeah. So we're did we just buy Gonzaga? That feels – Yeah, feels yeah, we did. yeah, we did. Yeah, but they, they can do it, though. Okay. Uh, UConn, can they win a national championship, yes or no? Yes. Yes, they can as well. That would be a pretty straightforward one. Donovan Klingon's great. Tristan Newton, I think, is very underrated somehow. Like, yeah. man, had multiple triple doubles, I'm pretty sure. And he's just mm-hmm. back with the with shooters. Like, Caravan's going to have a breakout. That team's loaded. And yeah, Spencer. People, people are sleeping on it for no reason. I don't get it. And it, people aren't even sleeping on them, but they still feel underrated. UConn's really good. Yes. Houston, can they win a national championship this year? Yes or no? No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. They're third on Ken Palm preseason. Yeah, I I don't know. I just don't see it. I, I watched their exhibition game the other day. They're just they're they might have been missing some guys as well, like Arsenal and things like that. But I just don't see it with this team talent wise. Like they they lost a lot. Not buying LJ Cryer. I am, but like it's LJ Cryer is a worse version of Marcus Sasser. Yeah, yeah. It feels like they missed their window a little bit to me. Like yeah. they they had a couple championship worthy years. They made one Final Four, and now they're still very good, but. They had a great team last year, and they had Tremont Mark and Marcus Sasser on that team, and they couldn't – like, that was the year. Honestly, last year was the year, I think. I'm really curious to see how they do in Big 12 play, but I think you're right. The answer is no. Two teams left. Number two, Kansas. Can they win a national title this year, yes or no? I have my answer. No. It's no. Isn't it no? No. no. It's, it's no. No. And I'll be straight up, I just don't think that a team with Hunter Dickinson as a star player can win a national championship. We are going to get so much shit for this if Kansas fans somehow see this. I'm not saying they're not going to be good. I'm just saying I I guess this is – it is is it kind of harsh to say they can't win a national championship? 
Yeah, yes, it is objectively. But it's also not just Hunt. It's not just Hunter. Like I just I don't know about the guards. Them losing redacted hurts more than they know. Okay, like, that was going to be a big piece of their team. Here's the difference: we are doing they won't win a national title. We're not doing they can't win a national title. Like it, the exercise is supposed to be can they? We are doing they won't. Okay, and I would say they won't. Would you say they could? Yes, they can because Bill Self is the coach. I would too. And that I'm glad it took us a minute to get there. I'm mm-hmm. glad we got there. Bill Self and anyone could get there. This team has a lot of talent. We personally will bet harshly against it, especially if you play Illinois in the round of 32. But, yeah, it could happen. Number one, this one's actually more interesting than it should be. Can Purdue win a national championship? They can, but they won't. Okay, but they could. They could, but they won't. You have no doubts in your mind that Matt Painter could win a national championship this year with Lance Jones starting at the three. Yes. Okay. I agree with that. Uh, for the record, I just, it's dicier than you would like to think. And if we had to assign, like, maybe this is a different exercise. If we had to assign a percent to a team. What percent of the time, if you simulate the season, do you think Purdue wins a national championship? Good Lord. You know better than to give me percentage. Um, I, we should do this as a whole segment one day before the season starts. Like, what, what person, if you simulate this a thousand times, how many times does Purdue win the national championship? God, that's, that'd be a shit show if you actually had me doing that. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, 27% of the time. I love you. I love this podcast so much. It's so fun. That's such a horrible answer. That actually, you know what? We've come this far, Cart. That is how I know you're not under the influence of anything. Because you would have randomly done the math correctly if you were under the influence of something. And that was horrible math. Uh, No team would be more than like a 10% max for the record. But uh, okay. Good job, Purdue. Good job, everyone. Good job, us, for powering through this on Halloween night. And hopefully this is out tomorrow morning. Can we add this up quickly? How many teams do we say? We said, uh, I want to go through and actually get this right. Maryland, USC, Illinois, Kentucky. We said no on North Carolina? Yes. Texas, Arkansas, Michigan State, Creighton, Marquette. We said no on Bama? We said no on Bama. Duke, Tennessee, no on Baylor. Yes on Arizona, yes on Gonzaga, yes on UConn, no on Houston, yes on Kansas, yes on Purdue. We have 16 teams. There are 16 teams in the country that can win a national championship. You heard it here first, Sleepers Media. One big thing presented by Big B. What's your one big thing? My one big thing is that it was fitting that you were a cow for Halloween because you and cows have the same diet. I deserve that after all of my speculation on uh, what you are under the influence of. Um my one big thing is that I actually wasn't a cow tonight. I know that seems to be the weird misconception. I actually dressed up as you. See, that once again, is that a size thing? Or is that like a cows are white with black spots? Is that a racial thing? It was a size thing. I love you. Let's go do Joe Jackson's podcast right now. We'll be back on the Sleepers podcast tomorrow, everybody. Good night. Wait a second. I get to say good night at the end of this now, and that's the greatest feeling ever. We get to wrap shows with good night.